0: episode 133 of NOLO Time. My name is Obed Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young.
1: What's good, NOLO Time? Obed, good to be with you again, brother. Hope you're doing well. Good to see you, man. Yeah, you're doing well. Still still hanging on. No cabin fever yet. This
0: week's been pretty good. I've been actually able to sleep this week versus last week, man. Last week, it kind of got to me there for a little bit. Couldn't sleep for a couple days. I had a rough week overall this week. You know what? I uh, I changed my uh my medication schedule. <laughs> and i was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this thing at night. yeah, I'm not going to take this thing at night. I'm just going to take it you know during the day in the morning whatever and then uh and then and then go on.
1: So uh but doing well man. How are you? Dude, I'm living well. I I feel the same as you, to your point. You know, I'm, I'm good. I know it's for the greater good of everyone staying in, staying social distant and, uh, I'm not rushing it. I'm not, not one of those people. I don't think you're one of those people either. I, we understand the uh, consequences of, of, uh, of both, you know, going out too early or also having the issues of, uh, you know, financially certain things do need to uh, move along. I get, we get both sides we're, we're we're level headed people. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah I mean making the most of it and and so I've been able to uh, get out this last weekend to slightly uh, you know get getting little walks in more frequently and that's always been nice to keep the uh, that's good. the mind clear um, and uh, I, I've also got the chance to get to enjoy more of that DC universe app as I'm trying to to get through as much content as I can through the through this time you know I, I was talking mm-hmm. to someone else and saying like, <laughs> man like okay there's there's a I've, i made this a point to go back to things that i don't usually have time to watch and kind of go back and and, and get through different different uh, items right like i mentioned to you earlier on stranger things and other stuff right the titans right so uh, i'm like man okay i'm doing pretty good here but at some point like, i don't know how long this is gonna last my hope is that uh, some things are able to be uh continue to be edited remotely and some more new content comes out we'll see hbo max is coming out uh uh, May twenty seventh, so I'll probably check out yeah. that when that comes out because that's going to be uh, supposedly included in in my HBO subscription already. So I'll see how that goes. But with that being said, I watched uh, Doom Patrol uh, finally, so I, okay. I got in and, and watched Dutch Doom Patrol. I'm not done with it yet. Um, early thoughts on it, you know, it's different than I originally anticipated. I knew it was going to be more humorous, and not, and I'm okay with that. I think that's what's uh, cool about it. Like generally speaking you know, between watching Titans and watching Swamp Thing and now watching Doom Patrol, like they do have three different shows with three different flavors. Like these were not the same same kind of things. And I think that's, that's very um, good. Breath of Fresh Air, right, for the DC universe. And that, that's something that they've, they've struggled from a cinematic standpoint um, and tried to fix that more recently. And, and seeing on the smaller screen, them, them try to really do take some risk. I, I applaud that. Um, and so with that being said, like, yeah, it, it, you know, taking more humorous uh, take on it, but I do got to say, I don't think, um, the, the storyline or the, the, the big bad, if you might say, I don't think that they, they have it set up very well. Uh, I do think that it's like you, if you don't love the characters, then you probably are not going to love the story. Um, and so it, it's more so like, Bit leaning strongly on the strengths of of the characters and, and the humor around the characters, which is um, probably the most best part. And that's where they put the emphasis on for the show. Um, but you know, most people do not have a, a strong background of the characters of Doom the Doom Patrol characters. Um, they they don't they have a strong understanding of who these people are. And I get that they're they're more obscure uh, group. Um, but you know you know that they, they they still kind of um, give you enough of, of, a, of a mysteriousness around them and take a lot of time to let you understand the way they tick and the way they do the things and what their abilities are. And, and I think they showcase that part very well. And that's the strong suit of the show. So I look forward to try and see how much more I can get through uh, of it. Um, but I, 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 I would say if you were interested, go ahead and check it out. But it's a, it's a common theme. You know, the DC universe online subscription is not um, something that I would tell people you got to go out and sign up for it. Just as as a, as a fan of, of of you know comic book content, you get there's plenty of very good comics that are on there. There's plenty of very good animation and and so on, um, an historical library of of stuff from the DC universe. But I still don't. I think for the price that they put out, I could see that it's it's not it's not worth the price they put out. I think yeah. if you're gonna put that kind of price, you need to keep delivering more frequent quality content, and I don't think that's good. But now there's rumors that are coming out that this thing is struggling so much that they're probably going to merge it into HBO Max. And there's plenty of staff, supposedly, that have, I was reading this last week, that supposedly have left working for the DC Universe subscription service just because they knew that it looks like there's a, the writing's on the wall. Like This is not going to last very long. And HBO Max is the new cool thing at Warner's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seems, it seems like it's, no one's really talking about it. Um, and, and like you said, they, they really have struggled to put, um, new content out there. Um, I did see Joel today that Swamp Think's coming to CW. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I, I did. I did. So they're putting the first season on there. So again, another reason not to get a subscription, guess what? You don't have to pay to watch it. You can go watch it for free on the CW when, when that's, it drops. Uh, supposedly they're not going to put, uh, they're not creating a season two still. It's not a plan. But when you start testing the waters, it's not the first time that would be a strong indication they could bring back season two. I've said before, I think Swamp Thing is actually pretty really good. I think it's actually one of the better might be, I might have enjoyed that the most out of all the stuff I've watched between Doom Patrol and Titan so far. Uh, I think Swamp Thing actually is my favorite thing on the DC universe from a, 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 a an original content. Yeah. You told me
0: about it and, and uh, it seems definitely that's uh, that's, it's probably one of the one of the better um yeah. one of the better properties uh, or one of the better handled properties uh, in in the in the service so yeah cool good to know that yeah uh nothing much on my end um, i you know still keeping at final fantasy i'm almost at the end on final fantasy 7 so i'm probably going to finish that the next day that i play it um, one big thing that i've been uh, you know, doing. I still, I'm still tinkering around with uh, with the new PC, um, and I went ahead, Joe, and the my CPU came with a three month trial for a Game Pass, so I went ahead and activated that and started trying Game Pass. So the um, meaning Xbox Game Pass. So the First thing is that the app is still in beta, uh, the PC app. Um, the PC app does not have all the games that you have on console. So you have around 100 games, maybe a little over 100 games. So not every game is there. Um, and, and I'll go over some of the games that I, that I, that I saw uh, briefly. So that is the biggest thing. Um, the Game Pass for PC is only, I think it's four ninety nine a month. So not bad at all. You know, you get plenty, and if they keep adding more stuff, uh, that that's great. Um, you know, definitely, if if you have both the PC version and and the Xbox Game Pass, the for the console itself or the Ultimate Pass, uh, that that to me seems like the more robust offering. But still, you know, it's it's there and it works. Um, only only thing I had to do on my end was basically tricked the machine into thinking that my DualShock 4 is an Xbox 360 controller. <laughs> so basically you trick the driver into thinking it's a, it's a 360 controller and then you can use it, um, which is fine. So the thing is that Steam natively supports DualShock 4, like full-blown support. Sure. Like the PlayStation button takes you to your Steam library. That's that, That's how well-integrated nice. it is. It's pretty good. Uh, so out of the box, it works good, but not on the Xbox Game Pass. So I had to just trick it, and then that that started working. So I went ahead and downloaded three games. Joe, um, games are really big, man. Like those that da- I tried to download, Gears Four, and it was one hundred and twenty-eight gigs. So I I actually just left it. I was like, I'm just gonna go with something smaller just to test it out first. And see how that goes. So I downloaded three games. I downloaded uh, the Gears of War One. Uh, what do they call it? Ultimate Edition or something like that, which is basically yeah. like an uprest version of the uh, of the original. Um, I downloaded uh, Hellblade. It was on Game Pass, so I downloaded Hellblade, and I downloaded um, uh, Bloodstained. So. Basically, two games that I wanted to play. I wanted to play Hellblade, and I wanted to play both Bloodstained. So I downloaded those two. Downloaded uh, Gears of War for Good Measure, uh, and just to test out the rig, right? So um, I, I've so far the only games that I've tested it with have been demos, uh, and and a couple of Sonic games that I that I bought on a humble humble bundle months ago. Um, that was like, it was like ten, it was like fifteen Sonic games or something like that for like ten bucks and i bought and i got it so uh those work fine i mean those some of those even work fine with my old laptop which is not a good laptop it's very old so um Gears of War um i was able to run Gears of War on on my setup on on ultra settings and it ran anywhere from like 75 to 93 fps on on ultra settings 1080p so it ran pretty good uh it bless st. rose runs on a toaster so it was everything was on epic settings and it ran at 60 like stock like that's it's 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 60 uh locked on that game and that you know it ran ran perfect uh hellblade and here's when when where where it got really interesting joe so Hellblade actually made the, the fan on the GPU, like, uh, I, I'm gonna get blown on this one. Whoa. So, okay. Um, I was able to run it on, on ultra settings or very high settings. Basically that's what it has. Um, no problem. And it went anywhere from 53 to like 57 FPS. Um, so it was still pretty solid running it on and all at all the you know basically like all old setup. This card is, yeah, yeah. I mean this is an older car. I mean it it is a, it was a high end. It's a it's a you know AMD or Radeon RX 480. So it's a three four year old, uh, you know basically chipset. Not bad. on it. Uh, but it has eight gigs of of GDDR5. Uh, I overclocked it. So I was able to go ahead and overclock that with the native AMD solution, and it really works great. It runs a little bit hot, hotter and um, um, uses a little bit more power, but it, it still runs very well. Um, but then I dropped I dropped the settings too high on on Blade, and then it started running at like 65, 63 FPS, um, which was like, and, and it was like. Like really, a negligible difference—you couldn't really tell. Uh, like at least, I mean, I have a a, a 1080p panel, uh, you know, IPS, but I couldn't tell the difference. So I was able to run it like very, like basically, like like full settings.
1: That's fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So right now, I'm I'm pretty happy with the with the setup. Um, like I was mentioning to you, the only thing that I gotta work on is is cooling. Um, I do, do got plenty of fans, but the fans that I that I got, unfortunately, I picked the wrong ones. Not the wrong ones because they do work, but they're loud and and it drives me nuts. Uh, and I'm also running the uh, the stock Wraith. Uh, what do they call it? Wraith Stealth cooler that the Ryzen five comes in, and that Ryzen five three thousand six hundred man runs toasty. Like I can't use boost mode because i can natively boost it to 4.2 gigahertz but if i boost it man that fan's going to go like 100% and it's like i it's i can't deal with this crap it's too loud <laughs> so like right now i'm just running it at at 3.6 gigahertz and and the fan's bearable but it's a uh, it, it's a lot of work like this is like Exactly what I was talking about, right? Um, it's pretty exciting once you get done and you put your stuff in and it looks cool, right? And and you do your cable management, which I have to go back and revisit, but um, but I mean, for the most part, is it's pretty much set. Um, but it's just going around and and finagling around with all this stuff, and it's like I'm just not having fun with this thing. You know, I well, just want to. Well, well, what better time to do it than now, man? Absolutely, yeah. Because I got plenty of time, and you know, and and in between tasks for work, basically, you know, I've been benchmarking and, and doing doing the stuff that I that I need to do. Um, you know, I have no plans on overclocking the 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 CPU. I really don't want to strain it. I know I have a. I bought a new cooler for it, uh, which is a, a lot more robust, but um, it's still not. Uh, uh, an option, in in my opinion, I'm uh, I don't want to stress it in that way. and I'm not gonna do any major major gaming. Um, the GPU, yeah, because it's the the software did it for me basically. You know, uh, AMD has a really good suite of uh, of apps out there to to manage Radeon cards, um, and I and I told the suite, it's like, can you overclock this card? And it just basically it's like, all right, give me a second. I was like, yeah, I can overclock it to this speed. Okay, and, you know, basically that's it. Um, so I'm just letting software control everything. I'm, I'm not gonna do anything myself. I don't. I just don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, and it's been a it's been an experience because uh, uh, now I know how uh, you know what what this guys feel, and it's like, oh yeah, if I put in all this effort on this, you know, build. I better be able to run uh Fortnite on epic settings on on Unreal Engine 5. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, here man. it comes. Yeah, that's a good segue though. But I want to talk about Mandalorian season two, Joe. Take it away, man, because it's I am I'm so excited that yeah, it's like
1: uh, yeah. no, it, it, they they keep bringing on the Clone Wars connection. Uh, so this week we got two things. One thing that's a pretty much confirmed thing, a, a breaking news a report <coughs> that uh, Kay Sakoff is joining uh, the Mandalorian season two to play Bo-Katan live action version of her. Um, wow. Fantastic casting choice right there. Like definitely looks the part uh, believable you know, believable in action role. I mean, it's just a really, really solid choice there. So I'm, I'm very excited and excited for that character as yeah. well, because um, <laughs> what does that mean for the Mandalorian? I mean, this is a, a woman that uh, is, is deeply rooted into the history of Mandalore. And, uh, you know, the, when I think about...
0: Technically what, part of the government.
1: Technically part yeah. of the government, you know? And, and so when I think about the some of the, the critiques that were given for... The first season by some fans was like, well, you know, Mando, you know, some of the some of his, you know, Mandalorian mm-hmm. uh, ways are not actually ways of the larger Mandalorian group. Like, for an example, we never take our helmets off. We're like, Bo-Katan is always <laughs> walking around with her helmet on her side and many of the other Mandalorians on the Clone Wars, right? The, many of under the seasons, that was not a thing, right? They clearly take their helmets off. All the time so what do you mean about that and then you know so some other other things as well this is the way and stuff like that right so so it's led us to believe that uh, i'm getting my star wars nerd on for a second and let's let us to believe that this is a smaller second a segment of 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 mandalorians yes after everything that that happens in, in the future between the mandalorians that they kind of spread out and they kind of create their own kind of gangs for rather uh Worse, uh, you know, description, right? This is not, you know, the large. That's not the, what's remaining of the Mandalorians. What we saw in Mandalorian season two. There's many season one. There's many more Mandalorians out there. This is just one segment, one group of them, rather, and that's the way that that group operates. That they, they, they have this is the way, and they don't take their helmets off. It's not all Mandalorians that way. So that's, yeah. that's just me. I'm not trying to be an apologist, but that's the thing. But by bringing in a character like this, you now connect it to. The larger mythology of Mandalore, so Bo-Katan is going to be really, really great, and I mean, what better place to put her on than a show called The Mandalorian? Uh, with that being said, we've got another uh, more Mandalorian stuff coming here. So, you want to say something about that? Um, no, no. So, so um, yeah, I mean, it's the voice
0: actress. I mean, how, how you you can't it doesn't get any better than that, right? Um, Perfect. She already knows the character. Um, it's a uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's really nothing else to say. Like, it's like when we talk about perfect casting, it's 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 there, right? Um, and and no, nope, uh that, that's good because I, I don't I don't want to go into rebels, but yeah, uh, the other announcement that uh, that broke this week was that Tiboara Morrison, who played Django Fett, and you know. The clones, basically Commander Cody, uh, and 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 the clones in uh, in, uh, in episode two and three is back, uh, and and it's gonna be back on on season two. The thing is, right? I, it's a theory. Star Wars theory time. I don't want to steal the Star Wars theory name. I like the guy. No, but, no, no uh, we like his. Yeah. So so. So the initial report when I when I saw the news I that I sent to you from IGN was that he was cast as Boba Fett. Right. Um the H doesn't work. It's the first thing, right? Because I mean he could do a vo- the voice of Boba Fett, the body work and the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because the because Boba Fett it's, you know, technically he was that and then he wasn't dead, and then he was dead again, and then he wasn't dead. It's it's been like that for Boba Fett for the you know for forever, um, for thirty years basically. Um,
1: it could also just be flashbacks. It doesn't have to yeah, be yeah, real yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, which is great, right? If if um, you know, say for example, uh, Muff Gideon hires Boba Fett to look for Baby Yoda, so. Who knows, right? Um, but that was the initial news that got out. I was like, if he's in, he's gotta play Rex. Because if Bo is in, he's gotta oh, play yeah. Rex. And here's what I'm gonna go into theory, Joe. Let's do it. I think that I think I think the armor, or, of you know the forger. I think that's Ahsoka. I think the forger is Ahsoka. Oh. That's my theory from season one. From season one. And and you know why? Because I was thinking about it, right? And and I didn't see it. Like I didn't see I didn't see I didn't see any theory on this and, and whatnot. It's like this sure. is me like 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 thinking Star Wars like a total nerd. When when she fought the uh the stormtroopers, she actually grabbed two like not, not blades but you know uh, tools that she had and and the way she moved and then you brought up that that she was uh the mocap actress for ahsoka on yes. on clone wars yes and was. i started like putting two and two together it's like she's ahsoka she's in disguise and she's being with the mandalorian like it, it, it wouldn't make too much sense right it's one of those things <laughs> so you heard it here first on all time uh episode one That's a great theory. That uh, I think that's a in disguise. Uh, you can you can change the voice with a voice changer on the helmet. And and she can act casual. It's like take this kid to this old people that they used to call Jedi's. You know, act casual about that and, and you know uh just keep going. But that's that's my theory. But I am I'm super excited that Tim Morrison's back because he's gonna be rich. I'm
1: pretty yeah, sure he going to Rex. Yeah, the Rex thing that like my mind was actually kind of spun when I first saw the Boba Fett. I was like, is this is this like them actually putting a report that, like, hey, we know the script, we know that this guy's playing Boba Fett, or is this just the media getting something wrong where they're like, it, it, he must be playing Boba Fett? Like, I don't know what the deal is here, but yeah, <laughs> I, I it was hard for me to mentally believe. That it was Boba Fett. And if it was Boba Fett, why would that be the one alone? And my response to you was when you said, hey, I think this guy's going to probably be playing Rex based on some of the stuff we're seeing and stuff that we thought. I was like, why not both? Like, he, the guy in theory can do both. We never yeah. saw Boba Fett without his helmet and, and, and from a cinematic standpoint. Uh, why? We, know, we not- know what
0: he looked like based on... Right, you know, episode two, basically. Exactly,
1: we know, we, you know based off of two, but I'm saying from like a standpoint of like age and all that kind of stuff doesn't need to doesn't really matter, right? We don't need to see him without that. I mean, they can do the makeup, whatever. I don't care, but I'm just saying, like he the the body work can be done from this guy, and he can clearly do the 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 the, the work of of Rex and make it look like yeah, this this clone is clearly you know still alive. Can, and good. can you
0: imagine them bringing Daniel Logan? Who played the kid Boba Fett? to play Boba
1: Fett? Oh, dude!
0: Ah, and with all the rumors, of uh, you know about uh, oh, and again the the Hayden Christensen rumors are back. That yeah, he's gonna be yeah. uh back on Kenobi. Um, I heard something this week, Joe, that I haven't heard. Um, actually, again, shout out to Star Wars Theory because he's a great, great channel. Absolutely, um, it's uh. That I heard that the the original script for Kenobi was basically like a female bounty hunter looking for Kenobi and then Kenobi was just going to show up on the last episode and that that was the original script. And if that was the
1: case. And Kathleen would be right to say, nah, it's not going to work. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, you uh, can't call a track it. You, record, can't, Joe. you can't call it Kenobi and have him only show up not, in the end. Not that's Kenobi. not. That's that's yeah, like that's,
0: having a Darth a movie called Darth Vader and you just get the whole way scene from, uh, and, you know, basically like it, that. That that would be like if Rogue One would be called Darth Vader, exactly, and then, and then you exactly. get just Darth Vader at the end.
1: Yeah, that's that. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't add up. So <clears throat> there's no there's no way. Yeah. Well you can't pr- yeah, do that.
0: so apparently then uh basically they, they saw fan reaction and how excited fans were for uh for a Kenobi series that they just scrapped it and then reworked everything around Obi Wan and all this stuff. And now with the stuff that you know that Ray Parks basically sorta of kinda of back, uh, oh, and, and and Sam Wortward's been out there like advocating like tirelessly for this talk stuff about to the happen.
1: Mandalorian. He's talking about the, the Kenobi stuff.
0: Yeah. So like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me that that we get a recreation of, of twin sons on uh, on the show. And that would be freaking
1: yeah. you can bring the oh. actor who played Ezra because he's still he's yeah, the, the the voice actor he can yeah. play him
0: live. Oh my gosh. I would cry dude <laughs> uh that would be too much but yeah exciting stuff uh the series is still on track to come out this october so as far as uh, we know there hasn't been any delays um that's uh that's based on on the info we got um there's more rumors about like a, a rebels sequel uh, that may happen like they're saying early next year but i i doubt it because of what's yeah. going on right uh we'll see it's exciting it's a uh, so a lot of cool stuff um, that that's uh, that's going on in the Star Wars universe.
1: So uh, definitely plenty to be excited. By the way, Obit, I don't know if you've been watching the Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian series. I haven't,
0: but I know where you're going because yeah, I saw the th- clip.
1: It's it's so good this the series, but because they're only like thirty minutes, twenty five minutes long, whatever, and like that specific monologue that. Dave Filoni goes on about house. the prequels. Yeah. Duel of the Fates is one of the most important it moments the, in all of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Like, if that doesn't happen, you don't get everything else. And his whole rant on like it's all about family. And father, house.
0: yeah, like Qui Gon was supposed to be a father figure to Anakin, thus yeah. avoiding his turn. And yes, yeah, nuts, and he, dude. It gets
1: all the way up to uh, Return of the Jedi, and that exact moment when Luke stands before the Emperor. And he throws his lightsaber away. He's like, he's like, it's like, it's not even about the force. It's not even about the Jedi. It's about like him, his father coming yep. and being a father in that moment, like yeah. and him choosing his dad. Like, oh yep. man, what yeah. an amazing monologue! If you guys have not checked it out, watch episode two of yeah. the Mandalorian Disney Gallery that that's on Disney Plus right now. It is good stuff. Like, is new episode comes out tomorrow.
0: Very very good. Um, I mean definitely, like the, there's no doubt. That the future of Lucasfilm is it's on that table, oh yeah, like on that round table. There, you, you know, Taika
1: Watiti, right? Taika Waititi, Taika Atiti, you
0: got Dave Rochelle, um, yep. you got uh, um,
1: Bryce Dallas,
0: Bryce Dallas Howard, and yeah, and John Favreau. you know John Favreau and and, yeah, and Rick and, yeah, and Dave. So there, that's the future of Lucasfilm, in my opinion. Um, there's like there's no going around it. Like if you put a John Favreau the head, that Filoni is the creative head, and the rest flows, dude, and the rest it's flows
1: it's so good uh, and you wait you hear you hear the way like John talks in there, and then you hear the way all these people like clearly these are his friends because they all like have the same they all talk the exact same way like their their theories on like film and cinema they have their own styles, of course, but like mm-hmm. they all have the same mindset and I'm like how cool you if you have. Favreau running Lucasfilm bro like he would have and you have these people working under him like you would have the same vein like different creative styles but that same like consistency and that's what we've been lacking I think in Star Wars since the acquisition and trying to grow it right with Disney is that they've they've kind of had a little too much all over the place so yeah, I mean, Rogue One is not anything like, you know, obviously what we see in the Skywalker saga, yeah. and it's nothing like, uh, you know, the solo series. And it's okay that they're different, but there's, there's just not a consistency. Is really should bring
0: the Garth Edwards back.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: He he was uh, unceremoniously, like, not followed up with. Like, that was a guy that you needed to follow up with, if, uh, if any. So, uh, we'll move it on. Um apparently there's a, a bit of beef between Marvel and Rob Lightfield because um allegedly Marvel is dropping Deadpool or has zero plans for Deadpool in the future so i'm um, i'm I'm not shocked, but at the same time I'm disappointed um I guess it, it it is what it is, right? Once uh, once that that acquisition, that Fox acquisition happened, we we sort of we talked about it offline, and we sort of knew that that this that this sort of thing may happen. Uh, but Joel, just give us more info because there's like a Twitter beef, and i um, you know there was a few things that I I, I caught up on yesterday because you you filled me in, but yeah, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like Rob goes into this interview where he's talking, and and I'm trying to remember where it exactly was he did, but he did an interview essentially where he started talking about, uh, you know, there's Marvel has not reached out to him at all in regards to uh continuing Deadpool the movies, doing Deadpool three, uh, and so he so he makes a statement Marvel has zero plans for Deadpool, uh, and and look like, I don't personally believe that. I, I believe that I believe that they haven't reached out to him, but just because they haven't reached out to him doesn't mean they have zero plans for the character. I just think that it's not the top priority at the Marvel uh, Studios offices. I don't think yeah. that they were like chomping at the bit like, oh, the second we get this deal with Fox, we can't wait to have Deadpool. I don't think he's that kind of character for them, really. Um, I, mind you, from a financial standpoint, I think – Iger made it clear when he, when he talked about the acquisition on the, I think it was on the today show or whatever. Like he, he was saying like, yeah, we have, uh, we have plans for Deadpool. He actually has been on the record of saying like, we're, we're good with that. And he even mentioned about it being uh, rated R. And I think that's because Iger is a businessman, a smart man. And, and he's like, look, that movie's made tons of money. Both one and two. like, you'd be foolish not to bank get, get some more bank on a third film. Right. Um, but of course, Marvel's all about consistency and and and, contu- and continuity and, and and just figuring out how this fits into the larger story. They don't just make movies because they make money, um, which is what what made them so successful. So, uh, I think you know. Then you see Liefeld goes on a Twitter on a Twitter beef, uh, you know, where he start he puts out a tweet yesterday and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, it's like a, it's a meme basically, two pictures, right? It's One from X Men Origins of of, of Deadpool in there, and then the other one of." of Deadpool we see, of course, in the the first one in 2016. And um, he's like, the one with X-Men Origins, it says over it, like, uh, when the studios didn't call me. And then, you know, the other one is like, when the studios did. And you look at the the response from most people, I think they all kind of felt the same way where it's like, Look, man, we didn't like I don't know where you're who you're coming for or why why you're getting so angry about I mean and again he has a right to be right. He's Rob Blyfield crying out loud. him. He created yeah. the character, he has a right yeah. to be <laughs> wanting to be involved, not coming against that, but I'm just saying like no one is like, oh my goodness marvel's Marvel Studios have taken our character and they're they're not gonna do it like there's no there's no rush about it, there's no urgency about it especially what's going on in the world right now, yeah. and like I think. I think he's just being passionate and protective about his character, and I totally get that, and I think he's, he has a right to be that way. But I also think that he um, is jumping the gun and saying Marvel has zero plans just because they haven't reached out to you yet doesn't mean they have zero plans. And also just because you know Fox did reach out to you for your 2016 Deadpool, which absolutely you did have influence, and I'm not saying you didn't, I think it's also important to note that, look, Ryan Reynolds was a huge part of the success of that movie. You know, yeah, they got the look right, you know, in that movie, but just because you get the look right doesn't mean you get the character right. And, and that was a match made in heaven having Ryan Reynolds for that role. So I don't want to take anything away from Reynolds and the success of that movie because he really fell in love with the character and brought it to life in a very special way. So I think it's, you know, there's, yes, I totally think Leifeld has a right to feel the way he does. I'm not coming against the guy in that kind of way. But um, I think, like, temper our emotions. Let's yeah. wait and see. Let's not get <laughs> too excited. People just love to pick up their pitchforks and join in any social battle online. And it's like, I don't think this is a, even, I don't even think this even is a war. I don't think this is even a fight. I don't think this is the moment to do it. And, and look, characters in Feige's hands. Hasn't the guy proved himself already, right? Like, it's going to be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I know that. <sighs> In my opinion, or, you know, 20th Century Studios um, would rather not utilize the character anymore than than utilize it in the wrong uh, utilize them in the wrong way. That that being said, you know, you can still you can still get away with a lot. Like we've talked about it, um, they've released that that PG 13 version of Deadpool two and. Yeah. And you know they they can just uh you know you can bleep them you can bleep them and and you can blur you know the violence and 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 he could make a joke about it I was like oh that's right we can't do this stuff anymore I was like I still can do it but you know we'll get bleeped and whatnot. whatever you can you can just play around with that and make it funny and it'll still be fine right um, uh, problem is that that you need to you. I think the big problem here is um, he will not mingle well with uh, with the MCU. With which I mean, again TBD with the MCU because it's all getting delayed. But um, you know they can still utilize them somehow. Um, I think
1: they will. I don't think I care just to get a waste man.
0: Yeah, I I just don't think that they're going to brand him on, under the, you know, the the Marvel Studios banner. I think they're just going to do their own separate thing and bring him in to, you know, a crossover movie, have people excited and then move on, right? Um but, you know, he has to rewrite to be upset, you know, if he if he yeah. doesn't feel that his character is not going to get utilized in the way that uh that he expects, so um absolutely. You know, he he uh he has uh is definitely uh you know definitely has the right to feel the way the way he does. So uh I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Um Joe, we got <laughs> all right, um you wanna talk about Ghost She my first? We want to talk about uh Unreal Engine
1: five. Unreal Engine 5.
0: Not going to lie, man. Okay. So uh, yesterday morning we got uh, the reveal of uh, Unreal Engine 5 and what they considered or what they said was uh, the engine running on PS5 hardware uh, with basically a tech demo, a playable tech demo. Um, So (laughs) it, it it was very nice. It was very impressive. Uh, the new tech that they're implementing for, you know, basically recreating assets like, you know, ro- uh, rocks and 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 formations and all this stuff, and um, the uh, the the engine that they're using to create uh, basically wildlife, you know, where they control like the bugs and the bats in the in that tech demo. Uh, it's all very impressive. Uh, I think that uh, again, going back to What I think the most impressive thing next gen will be is going to be the lighting. Uh, And, and you can definitely see uh, the difference Um, because you know, you can see light reflecting off of terrain and reflecting off of surfaces, which is not done often. There's a few games that do it in, in a, you know, in certain ways, I know that Resident Evil 2 does it in a very, in a very nice way. Especially if you play it on PC with all the higher settings, you can actually see, you know, this bloom effect and this, uh, this, this lighting techniques that they that they apply to the game. Um, in cases like that, with the RE2 uh, remake, um, you could you could definitely see um, this sort of lighting. In plays and with you know newer cards, you know your RTX cards, you can see uh, those sort of graphics as well. And in select games like say for example Control or you know, Battlefield. Um, but seeing actually run on on play on, on you know what what is supposed to be the PlayStation hardware uh, was was pretty exciting. Uh, and had one comment that you that you. <laughs> you said me, once we, once we both saw the trailer, It's like, man, this thing had more gameplay than the Xbox reveal that we saw the other day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that because this is actually kind of like playable. It's just a, you know, but, uh, again, it's a short vertical slice of what you want people to see. That's what Assassin's Creed should have done. Bring something oh, vertical, show, <sighs> but no, man. Um, they, they they came out and apologized and they, they fell yeah. flat on their face on that one, man. Uh, and again, I said it last week. Now is the time for for PlayStation to go ahead and, and come in and and change, and change the conversation. And and sure enough, now the PS5 is next gen. Uh, you know, you got your Xbox thing with Vampire the Masquerade, and then you saw this tech demo. <laughs> oh my god and, and now and now you see the contrasting in, in messaging um was very very impressive uh of course they came out uh epic games came out and said that the ssd uh that the that the ps5 has a proprietary ssd uh, is very impressive and it's it's you know basically like leaps ahead of um of of pc uh, what's on PC right now? Again, which I believe I have a a third gen NVMe drive on, uh, on my uh, on my new setup, and I still get low times on games, like even on smaller games. Like I've been playing Sonic the Lost World with my daughter. Wow. It's a Wii U game. It came out for Wii U and PC, and it still has some loading time. You know, it's 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 there. It's pretty quick, right? Because the game loads like. Uh, super fast and, and then there's like no issues after that, but yeah um, But you'll still get the whole you know loading screen um, So that's all that's all very exciting um, uh, Again, uh, we talked about controlling the messaging and this is exactly what they're what they're probably gonna come out and do uh, There's rumors that again June 2nd is when they're gonna come out and, and reveal the console um, there was another, yeah. there was more rumors that the console was going to come out in October. Um, that was, the, that was, uh, I think yesterday morning, but then Sony actually came out right away and says like, really? no, we, we don't have a date. It's still a uh, holiday 2020. Um, but they don't, but we don't have a date. Um, man, this year is going to be so weird with how the economy is doing and new consoles and, uh, limited supply and all that stuff. Yeah, again, I'm holding I'm gonna hold off for another year or so after after this thing comes out and then and then probably pull the trigger. Um but man, it's a it's it's impressive. Uh this uh this demo was pretty was pretty
1: nice looking. So I I'm pretty excited man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm it does. Unreal Engine five. Can you say triangles? <laughs> 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 Hundreds of billions of triangles. It's all about the triangles, man. It's all about the triangles, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, really, really cool um, demo there. That's just what I think people were hoping for with, uh, you know, the the uh, Xbox event that we talked about last week was it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just give me some in-engine running uh, actual gameplay. Just, you know, you have a character in, in this in this demo that's just walking through uh, you know, some caves or whatever, right. Some, some, some old uh, temple, or whatever. It's really just giving us a sense of, of what's possible with, um, lighting, like you mentioned textures. Um, you know, I'll talking about also this the, the the attention to, to significant detail that that's gone into place there. And, um, wow. I mean, I, I watched it on a, on a 4k monitor, pulled that thing up on, on a special sit back experience. And I was like, okay, it's a beautiful thing. This is this beautiful thing. Now, mind you, um, you know, I, when, I'm not saying this because I'm like, oh, it's not running on PlayStation. Yes, it's cool. It's running on PlayStation 5. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it would, it would look good. That same demo could probably run on Xbox Series X. I'm sure it would probably Absolutely. look good. Yeah, well, just, that's
0: the thing. That's the thing about Unreal Engine uh, in general, that it's very versatile and, right. uh, you know, runs on pretty much everything. Like Unreal Engine 4 right now runs on Switch. Right, like there's switch games like there's Fortnite and and Dragon Ball Fighter Z and and more other stuff that's made on on UE4. Um, so that's always been a, a big um, a, a big thing for for Unreal Engine is just their versatility. Um, the one thing I've noticed is that um, that that new Guilty Gear Guilty Gear Strive uh, and also XRD and, and art still looks amazing, uh, but Strive looks nuts. And and that game is still UE4. Could you imagine what those guys are gonna do? My goodness, with ridiculous. UE friggin' five, dude, it's Ugh. gonna be unreal. Can you imagine? See, can you imagine a Batman game done on that engine? Kind of like what you know, basically that was the jump with uh, Arkham Knight because Arkham yeah. uh, Asylum and City were done on UE3. And then, and then, Arkham Knight was on a UE4, which basically was a showcase for next gen uh, at the time, uh, and it still looks amazing. The game still looks fantastic. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's exciting, no, man. I'm really. No, excited.
1: I'm I'm hundred percent with you. Like, I mean, just it's just the, the technology itself. Excited to experience next gen, and and really, um, you know, look, not trying to go back again to that Xbox event, but it's like. You know, they weren't showing first-party stuff. It was all third-party um, things that are being shown there. So even if they did show a gameplay demo, of, yes, that's what they should have done with Assassin's with Creed specifically. Wouldn't have shown uh, the full, full power. So it would have been still a different things. So I'm not trying to compare what could have. And it, it, it's not the same scenarios. Yeah. But um, I do think, to your point, it's just looking at this from a PR standpoint, brilliant um, opportunity by Sony. They have done minimal. They have been such minimalists. It's almost like they 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 see that you know their competitor is is struggling with um, figuring out how they're trying to put together this campaign, this launch campaign, and where most people would say "strike them while they're down" kind of attitude, like try now show your might. It's like they almost. Are acting like there's. It's not even a battle to show up to. It's almost. It's almost like the response that we've seen from them. They put yeah. out a blog post of, "Hey, this is the controller," and they put out. You know, obviously, this this is not even put out directly by Sony. This is put by by Unreal in partnership with them. Um. Yeah. I mean, yes. There's there's rumors. Is probably at some point soon we'll get a blog post again of this is what the console looks like. It's not that they're not taking it seriously, and now that they we're not working hard, but their strategy is so unique right now, and um. Do I think that they should do more? I'm hoping that we get them more very soon. Like you said, rumors are June. Um, I hope that that's true. I hope that there's some something very special that's coming in June. Because look, if you're still saying holiday 2020, June is that middle mark of the year. It's literally the exact six-month mark. So I think that's the time to start uh, ramping up the the, the next phase of your, of your marketing. So we'll see. Time will tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, PlayStation went ahead and unified... Uh, the uh, their studio branding this week, yes. Uh, so they basically changed from uh, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment to PlayStation Studios, uh, meaning you know basically uh, Naughty Dog, uh, Gorilla, Sucker Punch, uh, Insomniac, all those guys now fall under the same banner, um, which is great. Uh, and Microsoft has been doing it. Uh, with even the new acquisitions, you know, basically they're saying that they're now part of the Microsoft studios family. Um, and I know that Sony wanted to sort of keep that, um, that image that those studios was, were sort of independent where they were not really independent studios, you know, uh, but now they're rebranding into, into a full on like uh, like studio initiative. And I think that's great. Um that's a, a great opportunity for, for studios to collaborate, uh, where, you know, kind of like what happened with Death Stranding, where Gorilla collaborated a lot with, uh, with Kojima, with, you know, the engine and, uh, assets and all this stuff that they, that they helped build. So I think it's a great opportunity for them to just unify all those studios and, uh, it just opens up, uh, more venues for, um, uh, the studios to collaborate so i think that's that's great um on uh, on this playstation studio note uh today we had a uh, uh, basically a full gameplay breakdown of uh ghost of tsushima I- i'm more excited for this game than i am for the last of us 2 joe this game looks amazing dude uh it's like it because it's my cup of tea right it's a
1: no, I was I was asked that question. Uh, you were someone okay. asked me. They asked me that question recently. Hey, do you, will you be getting The Last of Us Two or Ghost of Tsushima uh, Day One? And I said, Look, I mean, if money wasn't a thing, right, you just get whatever you want. Sure, yeah, I probably exactly. would have both Day One, right, and time too. But, um, but like you know, I I said I think I think Ghost of Tsushima is Day One for sure. And I was like before I even saw the demo, and Last of Us Two was gonna be um, maybe when I start maybe there's a holiday sale or something i don't know that comes comes with it might be the opportunity to pick that one up not saying that i don't want sooner but that might just be the, the way it goes um yeah ghost of tsushima is where the hype's at for me personally and i think it has to do with the content itself really right that, the last of us two is an amazing incredible uh, uh work that's been working on for a while i'm sure it's going to be talked about much and there, even before it's come out already is but what they bring with Ghost of tsushima this is some breath of fresh air man this is yeah. It's amazing. Literally. A breath of fresh air. So, uh Yeah. Um, the, the big thing of the game is
0: that basically they, they had said before that the game is not going to have any waypoints. It's going to be an open yeah. world game, but you will not have any waypoints. So it's up to you where you go. Uh, but today they, they reveal basically what the navigation system on the game is, and it's basically follow the wind. Uh, you, you, you would stop and, and you would look for the wind. And the wind will tell you where to go next. It's, 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 man. I know it sounds corny, but it's just it's so beautiful that they did it. They did it that way instead of just having a giant arrow pointing somewhere, or you know, a thing here and there. And then you they got little birds that you could follow, and you can find secrets. Uh, It, man. It also looks incredible too like for a current gen game it it just looks very very impressive um they they showed basically what the the two battle systems uh are going to be uh the the samurai and the ninja basically uh and how how different they are basically the the samurai uh you have to work on your parry on your timing uh, to get your strikes right and, and, you know, blocking. Uh, and then when you, when you basically switch, switch to ninja mode, you would depend on stealth and intimidation and, and theatrics and all this stuff. Um, the very um, man, it's so awesome. Like the ninja sections, for some reason, it reminded me of Ninja Gaiden. I don't know if you, if you played the, the Ninja Gaiden that were on P- on PS3 and the uh, original Xbox. Um, it reminded me a little bit of that. I was like, oh, man, we haven't really had a good ninja game in a while, although Sekiro came out. It, it is sort of a ninja game, and, and it's an amazing game. Um, but this is a, this is definitely a lot more grounded. Like, this is super, super grounded. Uh, so far, we have not seen anything that uh, would point uh, to the game having any, like, supernatural sort of thing going on. Um, so very impressive. Um I definitely like what I see. Um, like I like I thought the uh, the character is customizable, so you can customize them in many ways, uh, Jin. So yeah, man, I I am super super excited. I was like, man, I gotta go ahead and uh make sure I get that pre order in because yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited for that one, dude.
1: Get that shipped right to the door. Yeah, and 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 the the time that they've take taken to put this game together, I'm I'm appreciative because based off of that demo alone makes sense to me why it's taken so long to put together such an artistic game because yeah. like there's there's a lot of detail that's going into this there's a lot of thoughts that's gone into this. they're doing again doing something different breath of fresh air yeah uh, you <laughs> know the, this this idea you're saying of, of the, the following the, the the wind literally and following these elements like that that's such a great um creative take that's simple simple and and, and cool yeah i i uh i hope that uh that when I do finally get my hands on it, that I get a crazy amount of time in on it that it's a it's a game that uh really stands out and maybe even becomes a franchise, who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. um I know that, like to be honest with you, I think that's gonna be like my 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 closing game of this, Jen. Uh, I, I don't mm. think i'll be I'll be spending a lot, lot more. Uh, on on other games after that, um, basically what comes out after that, I'll probably just watch. Uh, look out for a sale. Um, you know, it was Final Fantasy VII. That was a game that was that was a game that basically closed it for me. But then this game now is like it's like it really piqued my interest, and I'm and, I, and I'm definitely going to pick it up. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's more of my cup of tea. I'm not saying I haven't watched or seen or read or or heard any of the spoilers that are out there for The Last of Us. It's just that I played the original Last of Us. Uh, I played it a little bit later, probably about a year after it came out. Um, And and it's just that Ghost of Shima just resonates with me a lot more um, than than The Last of Us. I'm sure I'll get to The Last of Us eventually. I'm sure I'll probably get to Persona 5 Royal eventually. Um, You know, when I get uh, Final Fantasy done... Want to jump into re3 um i was actually thinking joe of of doing a, a new game plus on uh on final fantasy 15
1: wow because
0: i, I you know wow. final fantasy 7 kind of like got me into the final fantasy mood so and i Throw never it did back. a yeah and i never did a a a new game plus run which is probably gonna be like total overkill because I'm like level one twenty or whatever it was like one thirteen or something and <laughs> just go going in it's gonna be total overkill but um but uh I I, I don't mind shaking that game out again like story wise and um yeah I again Final Fantasy 7 is is UE4 and it looks incredible too it's there's textures here and there that are that are off, and that's a, a, a an unreal engine trait of sorts. Like, uh, because I remember the uh Batman Arkham games having the same problem, but it, it looks it looks amazing. The game is 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 really good, it, and it, it's it's funny because I saw a news article this week saying that oh, Square Enix didn't expect this game to do so well. It's like We've been saying it for like 20 years. Like we've been saying it since the PS3 was launched. It's like, dude, if you do a remake of uh of Final Fantasy VII, you basically print money. And and you know, now they went and sold a, a bazillion copies and now there's like, oh, we gotta get started on that part two. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they don't they don't do it. so. Can you imagine they do part two for PS5 on UE5? Yeah, oh man. It's amazing amazing because i know i know that game's already on their on their way and they can they can switch i'm assuming um epic games is going to have a, a way for them to be able to uh to switch over so, to the new so, engine
1: so there's rumors around the like the whole xbox smart delivery uh that that's something that could also be something in the works for sony as well with ps5 yeah, um, that being an easy an easy uh, thing as well, where you know, you buy for one gen, you get on the next gen automatically too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and
0: EA EA is doing their own thing with yes. that. They're not they're not doing the the smart delivery, but that they, they are doing their own version of it, which kind of stinks because you have like ninety days uh, up up or up until a certain date uh, to be able to actually use your copy on the new a new console, and then and then pay for a difference super weird but it's ea so yeah uh last bit of news that i have here joe uh and, and a, a pretty interesting tidbit uh, so this morning out of nowhere we got a, a trailer and announcement an announcement trailer for a new paper mario for the switch so yeah. paper mario and the origami king announced for the switch coming out on july 17th so comicbook.com is pointing out a very interesting uh easter egg joe so the original Paper Mario was released released on Nintendo 64. From today, which is, we're recording May 14th, the announcement came out this morning, till July 17th, it's exactly 64 days.
1: What? These so, guys, man.
0: So they are, they're, so, comicbook.com is is saying like they're speculating, right? That this may be an Easter egg for some N64 announcement that we're gonna get in the summer, which may be the that rumored N64 mini that's been you know basically been rumored for a, about a year and a half now. So, interesting. Take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, new Paper Mario looks pretty looks pretty neat, man. So I showed my daughter this morning. It's like she's like oh my god this is amazing she, she loves she, mario she oh, loves yeah. mario so just uh, uh looking at the little origami like like peach and and the chai guys and whatnot and and you know the classic paper mario she was really excited she's like oh i wish i could play this game maybe i'll add it to my christmas list <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so now i probably gotta go out of my way and, and try and find this for christmas uh although i told her like well you need to Learn how to read proper first to be able to play nice, this game. Nice. But you know, I'll probably I'll probably do something there. Nice. Um, you know, and and we'll see Nintendo. Uh, apparently, in July, uh, they pushed it to July. They're they're going to have uh, their event. So maybe that same date that we get this game, we may get the we this game we may get their event uh, where they were supposed to announce like this Mario 35th anniversary collection and and you know a lot more stuff coming out this year for the switch because like as of now basically the only thing that we had for the switch coming out was uh animal crossings we did gang but oh
1: yeah you know, especially with what's going on now everyone's yeah. going on it
0: yeah and and this is like the second like the next big nintendo game coming out this year just gonna get announced today coming out in you know two months uh you know give or take a couple of days so
1: yeah pretty cool stuff man Nintendo. I got it. Pretty exciting. I I look forward to uh seeing if you end up getting it and uh, if your daughter plays it. The next generation getting their hands on a classic here. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: uh, Joe, that is what I got, and we got no breaking news at the moment. So
1: uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to watch and listen to us here on the no Low Time. Uh, we want to encourage you to stay subscribed to the show. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast version. Uh, um, we're on Apple. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on, uh, we're on uh, Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube version as well to get uh, the videos. And go ahead and follow us on social media, at No Time. That's at Time Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, go ahead and uh, take down our email. So maybe you can send in some fan mail. That's uh, at gmail.com That's at gmail.com We look forward to uh, potentially hearing from you, maybe even talking about some of your feedback on the show. It's always welcome. And uh, yeah, guys, stay safe, stay well. And we look forward to seeing you all in our next episode. Thank you, guys. We will see you again next time.